When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance on a day where I hath decreed. There will be no laughter. There will be no joy. (laughs) There will be no mirth. A lot of mirth. There will be no frivolity. There will be no fun. I don't care what Dominique and Saturday say. Let's do it. Here we go. Only one place to start. The final score here at MetLife Stadium is the Chargers 27 and the Jets 6. It was a uh, a lot of self-inflicted wounds. This wasn't good enough. We got to get things going. You know, our defense is playing lights out, man. We got to get something going. We got to find a way. Well, that was awful. Uh, <laughs> on we go here. Jeff Saturday and Dominique Foxworth, good enough to hang out after we wrap up, get up this morning. Uh, I was contractually obligated to show highlights of last night's game and then discuss it, and so we did. Um, But I I guess, like any fan of any team, my reaction is probably (laughs) fairly obvious today. We were unwatchable last night. I mean, the the Jets did absolutely everything you cannot do to win a game when you are offensively challenged. They gave up a punt return for a touchdown. They fumbled three times. They allowed eight sacks. They did absolutely everything wrong, and thus the result was predictable. This, this is what we've been saying for a, a number of weeks. Them. is like your team is not very good, and the games that they are winning, uh, <laughs> they are getting a lot of breaks in their favor. And at some point, when you're in the NFL, you will not get those breaks because the other team is really good also. And then this is what happens when you don't get the breaks, if you, when the other team is the one that's getting special teams touchdowns. The other team is the one that's creating the sack yeah. fumbles. You don't have a quarterback or an offense that is capable of overcoming coming it. I think it was a miracle that the game was as close as it was. The defense played really well yeah, they did. considering uh, the situation. You know what got broke? Greeny's will. <laughs> I heard it snap. I heard it snap in New York. It was broken. And my man, my man, you know how we knew it was broken? Because this morning all he said, Aaron Rodgers couldn't even fix this crap. <laughs> that's, about a, that's about as violent as Greeny gets with crap on air. I loved it. Got my day turned just, just started out right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I walk in and Brandon, who's our stage manager, you guys know Brandon, and he's a crazy Jet fan. He says, Greeny, is it the quarterback or the offensive line? And I said, Yes, yeah. <laughs> because that's what it is. It's everything. The offense is awful. It's, it's unimaginably bad, and it's unimaginative. We decided we were going to drop back and throw the ball 50 times Unreal. against this team because their pass defense is so bad. And what we proved is that the immovable – no, the movable object yes. is actually susceptible to the resistible <laughs> force. Our terrible is way worse than way their worse. terrible. And nothing is changing because Nathaniel Hackett has 100% job security. Alan Lazard – who cannot catch, has 100% job security. The offensive line is all beaten up. And Zach Wilson has 100% job security for reasons I will never understand. So nothing is changing. They may scrape their way to another couple of wins somewhere along the way based upon all the things that we talked about. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, why am I jeopardizing my 
Achilles for this nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's ugly. And from an offensive perspective, if you if you look at the areas that Zach Wilson has to improve, he can't hold the football. Like, like the, the offensive line definitely didn't help him, but you can't hold the football for four seconds, which he did a number of times. I think, I think he held the ball on six of his eight sacks for over four seconds. I'm just going to let you all know. In the NFL, there's a saying by most offensive coordinators, one, two, three, Throw it away. Like, that's literally the pace of offense. One, two, three, all right, ball's got to be thrown away. Because at that point, the defensive line is going to win against your offensive line, or the ball's going to get tipped, you're going to get hit, whatever it is. Protect yourself, protect the play. Zach Wilson does not have that clock in his head. And so you're making bad go to worse. And then when you have the Wilson fumble, uh, the Garrett Wilson fumble early in the game, you have the return touchdown. Listen, when they scored the touchdown on the return, it was rap. Like I, I literally, I'm sitting there watching. I, it's over. Like it, it, as bad as that sounds, because once that team gets behind and the defensive line can pin their ears back, it's going to get ugly. And without significant turnover, and the defense fought. Like they yeah. they they gave everything they had. They just you know they just they, they can't handle that. You know as many you three can't. and outs and and trying to speed the tempo up. I didn't understand that. Yeah. Like what do you, like. Like, what's your thought process? Don't give Brees Hall the ball, but let's speed up the tempo to put our defense on the field even longer. I, I don't yeah. get it. Um, you can't have Garrett Wilson, your best player, turn the ball over. For sure. Like, he has to be almost perfect. But I will say that we've spent a lot of this morning and, frankly, a lot of the early part of the season being critical of the Jets' offensive personnel. I think it's also fair to be very critical of the coaching staff. Of course, there are holes on that offense, but there are holes on every single team in the NFL. And they have talented players. They need to find a way to put an offense out there that is at least respectable, that can get enough first downs to let their defense rest. I think there are things that you can do. And I point to the Dolphins as an example of a team that has holes all across their offensive line. But they have talented skill players, much like the the um, Jets have some talented skill players, two really good backs, Absolutely. a great receiver, and a quarterback who has some athleticism. They need to figure out something other than letting him sit in the pocket and make decisions like he is going to read the defense. They need to figure out something on offense. Do you know who said this exactly right? Last Monday on a TV show I've heard of called Get Up, Dominique Foxworth did. When Dan Orlovsky said that Zach Wilson played well, oh. you said for him. And let's face it, we use the expression changing the goalpost. What, what is it? Moving Ch- the moving goalpost. The no one has had the goalposts move for them more than Zach Wilson. Right. Zach Wilson is your kid, and, and you guys have both been through this, when they're playing basketball and they're <laughs> like six years old, yeah. and you don't ever expect them to make a shot, and then a shot goes in and you're like, oh my goodness, look at that. <laughs> yeah. When Zach Wilson does anything that looks yeah. like what an NFL quarterback is supposed to do, we react like our six-year-old just made a free throw. The reality is he's not good enough. He's not even close. They're deluding themselves into something. Why? I don't know. Are they trying to protect Joe Douglas because he made what's going to go down as one of the worst draft picks of all time? This guy is now submarining two seasons of great defense. Right. Is it because they, for whatever reason, they've chosen, it's because Aaron doesn't want them to? I don't know what the reason is. But they've had three opportunities to have someone else be on their team that can play quarterback. When the season ended, they could have made a change this summer yep. and brought in a real backup. When Rodgers first got hurt, they could have done that. And the trade deadline was last week, they could have done it. Minnesota traded a sixth-round pick, 
for Josh Dobbs, who walked in with name tags because he's never met anybody and found a way to win a game. Absolutely. Because he knows how to play. Right. The, the kid the Jets are throwing out there does not. It's that simple. People need to stop acting like yeah. anything else is true. I, I agree. The indictment on the Jets, in my opinion, is not doing something at the trade. I, I think what they did in the preseason after they brought in Aaron Rodgers, you want to keep Zach Wilson because you want to try to develop him whenever, whenever Aaron is finished. So I have no problem with that. But once you saw what it's going to look like for six weeks, seven weeks, and you, you have the ability to make a trade for a guy, why you wouldn't at least attempt to go get a guy and bring a guy in to help get you, because you do believe that he, there's potential he comes back you know, at, at December 24th, whatever date you keep dropping. If that's the case, just keep us at 500, man. It's not like the AFC, anybody's running away with the AFC right now. Like, let's fight this fight, stay in it. Stay in the AFC East the best we can. If we if we manage somewhere around there, we really can't. And you you could have brought a guy in who would have helped you do that. And that's unfortunate because at, at this point you have to win in spite of him, not because of him or with him. And that's that's going to be the frustration of the Jets. And it, and here's the thing: it has proven itself. Right. Like so, when when guys get on TV and talk about like it's. It's, he's not going to win you games, bro. Right. That's just not going to happen. The defense is going to win you games. The run game is going to win you games. It just the, it is what it is. Keeping uh, Zach Wilson around, I think, is obviously a mistake right now. It seems very obvious now because when you bring in an older quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, the expectation that he is going to play every single game is probably far-fetched. Right. They, they kind of – you can come into a season with a quarterback at that age and acknowledge that at some point he's going to miss a couple games. You assume he's not going to be out after – Right. plays, but you know that that backup is going to have to play. And when you are all in, planning for the future to me seems really silly and counterproductive because the argument for keeping Zach Wilson is to develop him in order to have him ready for when Aaron Rodgers retires. You guys are not trying to build a dynasty. You're trying to win a championship. Absolutely. So what they should have done this offseason was built up a team that was ready to win a championship now, not be concerned about can they salvage this draft pick That's and right. prepare him for the next stage. You know who's doing that? Dallas, right? right? They've got Trey Lance. He is a developmental quarterback. Maybe someday he plays, maybe he doesn't. But if Dak Prescott twists his ankle, right. Cooper Rush is coming, coming in the in. game. Th- that's not who Zach Wilson is. Right. Zach Wilson is maybe your quarterback in two or three years. Right. He's not ready. Now, look, if you want to give them one benefit of the doubt or, or one thing that we say that's fair, it's this. When your starting quarterback yeah. tears his Achilles – Four plays into the season, you're dead. You can try and <laughs> talk sure. around that. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you can. And look, they are four and four. We, we should not sure. talk about them like yeah. they're zero and eight. They're right. four and four, so they're doing the best. They're they in can, the mix, but it does not change the frustration of watching it because. I mean, let's for be all the obvious reasons, I don't even know what I don't know what came after let, because. Let's 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 be honest. Let's be <laughs> honest. They it's got broken. they. They got they got away with one against the Giants. I mean, that, so so really they oh, should God. be. You know what I mean? So you some of the, some of them are what they are. But you 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 look at this team and it's they have to figure to 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 Neek's point. They have got to figure out how to run this offense in a productive manner. They've had eight touchdowns over you know eight games. Like that's just not you're not going to win in the NFL. You can't consistently battle that. And I will tell you the defense. If you start going no huddle and trying to speed this thing up, all you're, now you're going to start injuring guys on. They, they're going to play way too many snaps over an entirety of a season. It gets ugly in a hurry on that side of the ball. I will say that you can. The bright side of all of this is the point that I think you are edging around. No, there, no bright Brady. side. Well, I'm going to no make. Bri- I'm going to no, make a little him, bit of leave them broken. Leave them broken. When um, Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles, I think that 
a couple weeks after, our concern was this team completely imploding upon itself and ripping itself apart and having these young players become uh, jaded to the point where maybe next year is not an opportunity. I think what they've done, to your point, being 500 right now is an an overachievement considering what happened. Having uh, Zach Wilson have some version of improvement is an overachievement up until this point. Are they going to make the playoffs and win the championship this year? No, but they have building blocks that if Aaron Rodgers is healthy enough to come back next season, I think – and I think this is the question. If at next season, August, Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy, how do you feel about this team's championship uh, aspirations? I mean, I think I feel very good right. because if they're 4-4 four and four with this, right. imagine where they'd be with even representative quarterback play, and you have to believe that Rodgers, even as diminished as he is likely to be at both his age and coming off of this injury, that has to be better than this. I mean, Absolutely. almost anything is going to be better than this. So, yes, I think I feel pretty good about it. I think if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback of this team right now, the Jets would be the – at minimum, they would be right there with the no best doubt. teams in the AFC. There's no Which doubt. is one of the other things that makes it so sad and frustrating and just generally awful. Um, so, can I, can, I t- <laughs> can I tell you very quickly – I think my computer is talking. Hold on a second. Sorry. Um, to sort of finish the thought. Can I tell you an honest moment that took place yesterday? So we're here yesterday. So my, my, my crew yesterday for Get Up was Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the Jets playing on Monday night, I knew you two guys would both be in town because you were both going to be here today. So I said to RC, should I invite Neek and Jeff over <laughs> to watch the game with me tonight and, and get that same room like we had last time and do like a little abbreviated, abridged version of the party we had for the opener? Because I, I, I could have seen it going one of two ways. Right. One, that's terrible juju, and we can't do that. Yeah. The other is it could be an exorcism, yeah. right? Like yeah. we could have, we could have finally it. gotten rid of that. And I, I chose not to do it. And how, how do you guys feel about that decision? Well, I feel like there was nothing to lose last night. Uh, I mean, <laughs> as it turns out, yeah. Who knew? I don't think there was anything to lose last night. But you made the right choice. I don't think you needed me in the background laughing at your pain yeah. once again because that that was a bad picture. Here's yeah. what I will say: If you guys had been in the house. When they ran that punt back a minute and a half into the game, I would have thrown you out. I would have been like, okay, no, it's you. Yeah, yeah. It's you. You're out. Yeah. Uh, I'd have been looking for that Uber. Yeah, we'd have packed it up. We we, would have packed it up immediately. What did RC, I want to know what RC said. Did he say go? He said that. He was like, after what happened last time? I was like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's more you you than us. You've been the fan for longer, so it's more you than us. Yes, it's not me, it's you. (laughs) It's not you, it's me. It's Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit progressive.com coming up next a syntax discrepancy and i will continue to belabor the point gentlemen you're the best thank you so much thank you. We'll see you tomorrow Enjoy back it. in a moment on esp oh there's that picture there's our picture <laughs> yes yes oh. the smile we'll be right back <laughs> espn smile. radio so uncomfortable. <laughs> this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors i do you do we all do big small and when we keep them bottled up as i sometimes have had happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean, I, you know, what can you say? I'm such a blessed person. My life is so good. My family is well. I'm healthy. I have a great dog. Like, life couldn't be better. I have this job I love. And I let myself agonize over this nonsense. It's just so awful. I'm up all night last night. Game ends at whatever time it ends. And now I can't even sleep. I'm so aggravated, I don't even sleep, so now I'm tired. So anyway, how am I doing? I'm Everything sucks. That's how I'm doing. Anyway, the hashtag crew is assembled around me. Um, very quickly, before we get uh, into the belaboring of the point, um, I wanted to mention Dan Graziano is better at trivia than any person has ever been at anything. For those of you who were not with us for Get Up today, we'll do our own trivia question a little bit later. But, Hembo, we were talking about Dak Prescott, and so your question today was... Uh, which quarterback leads the NFL in touchdown passes since 2016, since the year that Dak Prescott entered the NFL? And, and I will admit, so I, the way this works is I get a script that has the answer in it, but I don't look at it until I make my own guess in my head. And I was between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I figured it's got to be either Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. And when I, when I turned the page and I saw that the answer was Kirk Cousins... I thought even Graziano's not going to get this. And he did. I can't believe it. And he plays it totally honest. There's no way he was cheating. That is an incredible trivia guess. Yes, and Cousins only has two more than Brady and only five more than Rodgers. Like, that's the thing about Graziano. Like, he always gets the, 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 the 50-50 questions right. I can't believe how good he is at those. And I was told by Bubba that Cam got the question right today from the control room in Bristol, which is equally as astonishing. Cam, how did you get that? I, I was just deducing. I knew he like throws pretty much 30 touchdowns every year. He's never been hurt. And I knew he was leading the league in touchdowns this year. So I figured if there was anything close, that would have put him over the edge, which it did. And, you know, Brady, Rodgers, all those guys just seemed too obvious. So I, you know, went with a consistency. It is sneaky hembo. All right, that's well done. So here's the deal. We obviously, and Bob is here and everybody's here today. So Cam does a really nice job of putting together a nice rundown for us in the Google Doc every day. And he's got a ton of questions in here 
about the Jets coming out of whatever it is you want, whatever term you want to use to describe that last night. So I thought the best way we could do this would be for you guys to ask me these questions. It doesn't make sense for me to ask you these questions. You guys ask me because I'm all out of ideas. So you guys ask me and I'll do my best to answer them. I'll preface it by just saying this. As frustrating, aggravating, and excruciating as the experience of watching that game is, here's the reality. When you're playing around a quarterback, when, when you are... The fact that the Jets are 4-4 four and four at this point with what befell them on their first offensive series of the year is commendable. You can only say that's way better than you would re- realistically expect. And when you are trying to win the way they have to try to win, if there is a night where you give up a punt return for a touchdown and your best player fumbles early, you do uncharacteristically bad things. When bad things happen to you, you're going to get blown out in those games. That's just the way it's going to go. Last night was going to happen to them at some point. It's terrible that it happened in a game like this because this was one that felt winnable. When you're looking at the beginning, you know, when you're looking down the rest of the season, can we win this? Can we win this? Can we win this? If this happened against the Eagles, it would have bothered me a lot less because I wouldn't have assumed we could beat them anyway. Now, as it turned out, we did. But the point I'm making is for it to happen last night in the moment, it's so aggravating and frustrating. But the reality is they're not better than this. Their quarterback is awful. He's the worst starting quarterback in the National Football League. And when you have that, you need everything else to be perfect. And on a night that it isn't, that's what the result is going to be. And given what Zach Wilson then has proven to be, and I agree with your characterization, I need you to square this circle for me. Because Zach Wilson dropped back to pass. 58 times in that game yesterday, which was more than any quarterback in Week 9 in the NFL. And on the season, the Jets have dropped back to pass at the fifth highest rate in the NFL. Their run-to-pass ratio is 1-2. to two. It's the exact same ratio as the Chiefs. The Chiefs are quarterbacked by the best quarterback we've ever seen. So I need you to tell me why in the world, even if you can't really run the ball, you're putting that much onus on the worst quarterback in the NFL. I, I can't give you the answer. I mean, I, I, I hate to think that what the answer was last night is that the Jets looked at the Chargers' defense and said, their pass defense is really bad. We can exploit this. This could be a great night for Zach to get his confidence together. The problem I have is that anyone can see it. There's, there's no one who watches the game that cannot see it. The moment he hits his back foot, if his first option isn't there, he's dead. We're dead. He, he, the, the pocket is going to collapse around him, and he's going to do something awful. If he merely gets sacked and doesn't fumble, that's a win. What he needs to do, what they need to coach him to do is one, two. It's not there, run. Just run. Do whatever you can, but get out of there. He actually does every now and again do some nice things on the run. Instead, what he does is he stands back there. He does what our friend Bart Scott calls burping the baby, right? He just starts, uh, cl- what do you call that, tapping the ball, whatever that is. And, and, and as soon as he's doing that, you're dead. The moment he- they need to coach that out of him. So I can't answer your question. Why? I think that's the reason that they went into that game with that game plan last night. The game was cer- certainly did not get away from them until well into the fourth quarter. So they certainly could have had more balance in their offense, and they just didn't. So that's not a good answer to your question. I have a feeling the answer is they were hoping last night would be a confidence builder for Zach. They may genuinely think that he is better than the rest of us know he is. Hmm. He's just not good. He's not a good player, and he's not going to be. And 
for whatever reason, they seem unwilling to accept So that. the first question I'll steal from Cam's Google Doc is, do you have buyer's remorse or the lack of buyer's remorse for not trading a late pick for someone like, I don't know, Joshua Dobbs yes. at the trade deadline? Oh, hell yes. Are you kidding? I was the one screaming to go get Kirk Cousins. The week two. Now, obviously, he was putting together a great season. They were coming back, and who knows what will happen. The Vikings traded a sixth-round pick for Josh Dobbs last week. Did you watch him play? He won a game basically by himself, an NFL game against an NFL team. The first snap he ever took from center for this team was on the sideline warming up in a pinch during the game because the starting quarterback got, I think, concussed, Jaron Hall, right, or whatever yes, happened that's right. to him. And 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 now they got to run this kid out there. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what. He doesn't know who the people are on his team. The owner. There's video of the owner of the team walking up to him in the locker room and saying, "Hi, how nice to meet you. I'm Ziggy Wilf. Certainly glad we had you out there today." Like these people have never met, and he looked infinitely more comfortable than Zach Wilson has ever looked. Look, we just have to face it. He can't play. He can't. When he has good moments, we think to ourselves, oh, my goodness, we have seen it. No, stop, enough, done. He can't do it. So just move on. doesn't matter who else it is. And, and, and they've backed themselves into a place now where they can't do that, they, uh, they've, or at least they've proven that they won't do that. So we're just going to live with it. This was a Zach Wilson masterpiece, Greeny, because this was the 999th game in the history of the Jets, including the playoffs. It was the first time that a quarterback took eight sacks and fumbled three times in a game. The first time out of 999 such games. Yeah. That's I rough. Mean, That's he's rough. He's terrible. I, I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. He's, he's, t- he's he, because he's, he's lost. Like, he doesn't have it. They, they had him like making calls at the line of scrimmage. He's like checking into plays. Even I can recognize, look at this. He's like checking into this and that. Like he's Peyton freaking man. <laughs> it's like a movie. I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. It's like a TV show. Uh, it's insane. What, what question do you have for me, Bubba? Well, I'm looking at it from kind of like a, a Cowboys perspective as well. So, of I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm seeing. <laughs> Why are you looking at this from possible? a Cowboys well, perspective? I'm going to go Cowboys, then ask you a Jets question. Well, like what? Why? <laughs> Why are you looking at this from a Cowboys perspective? Well, let me just, just can I ask the question and everyone settle down? Oh, go ahead. All right. So, you know, I, I'm thinking the Cowboys, for many years, they had all these great, essentially talented players. Romo, <laughs> Zeke, Dez, Witten, Dak, CD, Tyron, uh, Martin, like Michael Parsons right now. All these players, and most of them drafted or, you know, undrafted, whatever, homegrown talent. And in the end, we have nothing to show for it. Nothing came out of any of it. And it's pretty upsetting because I think a lot of those teams were super talented and we should have won. And it's we essentially wasted all those years for very, many reasons, whether it was the coach, the GM, whatever the issues was. We wasted a lot of those years. We should have won with those teams. So this has been your TED Talk. What question do you have about the Jets at the end of all of this? Well, my question is, how concerned are you that the Jets are wasting all the rookies and great young players they have on their teams, and you guys will, in fact, not win anything with all the great young rookies you have, and they'll be gone, and you'll waste a great team that you could have had and won. On what scale? On a scale of 1 to 10, I would say my concern is 74. I Overwhelmingly concerned. The, the fear last year was that it was going to fracture. And, 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 and what Garrett Wilson said running off that field uh, last night or wherever it was he did that interview that we ran scared me when he said, man, we got to do something here. I, I can't even look the defense in the eye as we're running off that field and they got to run back out there. 
Like last year, the division over this almost broke that locker room. Aaron Rodgers put it all back together again. I mean, the the impact that Aaron Rodgers had on this franchise cannot be overstated. And, And all of it positive. All of it. I can kid around all I want about Nate Hackett and and um, and and uh, 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 the receiver uh, Lazard, Alan Lazard, who's terrible by the way, um, having perfect job security because Aaron loves them. But that's fine. That's a tiny price to pay. The, the 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 problem is that they continue to try and run this kid out there. If, if right now, if all th- if the other thirty one teams in the NFL, just I mean, it's a it's a, it's almost a rhetorical question. If the other 31 teams in the NFL, I said, will you swap your starting quarterback for Zach Wilson right now? Is there a single one of them that would do it? Is he better than Tyson Bagent? I can think of two. Well, I mean, Tyson Bagent isn't the starting quarterback of the Bears. Well, Zach Wilson isn't the starting quarterback of the Chiefs. Well, but he is all season long. I mean, okay, but, but uh, that's fair. If I told you right now you could either have Zach Wilson or Tyson Bagent, which one would you have? Tyson Bagent. I mean, it's close. I mean, we're comparing back. They seem to, to love Tyson Bagent, yeah. right? He I looks mean, like he, like... Works out. Everyone is, yes, he does CrossFit, and his father is a world uh, arm wrestling mm-hmm. champion. I'm taking Zach over Tommy DeVito. Ooh. Yeah, but he, he yeah. We saw okay. that game. Yeah. Right? We saw that game. That's fair. We actually saw it's Zach good, against. Good class. They almost played each other to a standstill. <laughs> By the way, the, yesterday the, the Chargers matched the Giants' scoring total at MetLife this season. <laughs> they scored 27 points in four games. The Cowboys scored five touchdowns in the game against MetLife, uh, against the Giants at MetLife. The Giants might not score that the entire year. Wait, wait. Let's let, let's not bury the lead here. You're saying that there are two teams that don't play in that stadium that have scored as many or more points in that stadium this year as the Giants That's have. Right. How did I miss this? The <laughs> Cowboys scored 40 in that opening game. Mm-hmm. The Giants only have 27 points. In, how many home games have they played? They've already played four games at MetLife Stadium. I'll pull up the whole list. Here. And they've scored 27 points. So they scored zero against Dallas. The, the Jet game was actually a home game. What did they score in that game? 10? Yes. Was that game 13-10 we won or 10-7? I can't even 13, remember. 13-10. 13-10. They scored 10. I'll pull it up So here. that's 10. They, uh, did they score 14 against Washington? No. Okay, so the, the Jets have scored 91 points at MetLife in six games. Uh, the Cowboys have scored 40. The Giants have scored 27 in four games. And the Chargers have scored 27 in one game. Wow. That's unbelievable. The Giants are tied for the third highest scoring team in the league in their own stadium this year. That's, that's, that's really bad. And you, three you, touchdowns. You want to know how depressing the Jets' offense is? The Giants have scored more offensive touchdowns than them this season, 9-8. to eight. Oh, my God. Tommy DeVito or Zach Wilson was the question. Get Danny on both teams. Danny DeVito. I'll go Danny DeVito, then Liberty DeVito. <laughs> Bubba, do you have any more Cowboys thoughts you'd like to share before we move off the topic? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I thought it was a fair question. All right. I, I mean, a, that was a very um, a circuitous route. It was preceded by like a stand-up routine. <laughs> I need... Fair, I need, fair question. Here's what I need, okay? Because I stayed up all night watching this game and then I couldn't... I need a moment of levity. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I don't care what it is. Hamba, I want you to tell me something funny, anything. I need you to give me a moment of levity. Oh. <laughs> well, well, my daughters are actually uh, smitten right now with... Uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease at home. So, so we're dealing with the consequences of that. So in case you wind up getting sick, I suppose that will probably be the reason why. Do you know what the word smitten means? Stricken is what I meant to say. Oh, okay. They're in love with hand, foot, mouth disease? So, so stand by. Stand mm-hmm. by. What you took, the issue you took with that response 
Cam was that he misspoke and said smitten yes. instead of stricken. I was so confused. What are they smitten with? Well, all right. I have an issue with the fact that you needed a moment of levity. Yes. And he said his kids have a disease. That's that's my point here. Um, Smite means strike with a firm blow. No, Cam. but that's not what smitten means. Um, yes, it, it, it's, it's a variation of the word smite. Yeah, but the word smitten means like to be in love with, to be Wait, uh, stop, 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 stop. With. Both of you stop talking. Bubba is making the correct point. I said I want you to tell me something funny. And you said, my daughters have hand, foot, and mouth disease. Now, granted, I've always thought that was a funny disease. Which, which pitcher had hand, foot, and mouth Syndergaard. disease? Syndergaard. Noah Syndergaard had hand, foot, and mouth disease. It's very rare for an adult to contract that. How does one get... What exactly... Is it a disease of your hand, foot, and mouth? Literally, like they have like sores on their face, hands, and feet. Like straight up. It looks like they're lepers. Why did you think this was funny? That's awful. I mean, I'm sorry to hear this for Michelle and, and the other one, but what, why is it funny that they have hand, foot, and mouth well, disease? Well, I mean, I don't know what you wanted me to say. You just put me on the spot here. You said, say something funny. I have nothing funny happening in my life, so I just told you a relevant current event. And you apparently find the disease to be a funny one. So it is funny. Well... Is it a serious thing? Like, do people die of hand, foot, and mouth I mean, disease? May- I don't want to sell short the significance of this Maybe disease. Maybe like you know, yesteryear, but not now. Like, they, no. they, they'll they'll just you know they'll get over it in like a week, from what we've been told, and they'll be smitten with something else. Wait, which which goes away faster, the hand, the foot, or the mouth? Well, <laughs> affliction. The, the, the sores on the face are the ones that have remained the longest. Uh, there's no specific treatment for hand, foot, and mouth disease. Symptoms of hand, foot, and mouth disease usually clear up in seven to ten days. Here's the problem: like they weren't even able to to dress up and go out. For for Halloween because of this. Oh, so you probably even... gave it to him on purpose. Yeah, you were probably delighted by that. They're mm-hmm. one. I mean, they weren't dressing up anyway. You were dressing them. You could have still done that. No, Lizzie well, was dressing Lizzie them. didn't want to take pictures of them with the sores on their face. <laughs> right? Is that not funny either? No, that's not funny. <laughs> okay. What could possibly be funny about that? They have sores on their face. They have hand, foot, and mouth disease. They missed Halloween. And this is your idea. I want everyone to understand that of all the things Hembo could think of, that was the funniest. Like, to him, nothing funnier than that has happened. And that's true. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Well, maybe you shouldn't put me on the spot with such a question live on the air. Well, I, I, don't, I don't even really know how to respond to that, except that it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard a person say in my entire life. All right, I, I have, I have a, an entirely different thing that I want to get into as we continue here today. I'll also say, if you're still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and more, you'll find gifts for everyone on your list. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find only at Total Wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Okay, against my better judgment, let's do this. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? For some reason, I'm going back to Hembo after that disaster. Uh, but we told you we had a great question on television today. What is today's radio trivia question? Including the playoffs, uh, who is the only coach to beat the Belichick and Brady Patriots five times? The only coach to beat the Belichick and Brady Patriots five times. Including playoffs. I like it. The answer's next on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. 
Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. Protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Hembo's got the radio trivia question of the day. Uh, including the playoffs, uh, who is the only coach to beat the Belichick and Brady Patriots five times? Okay, so Brandon has an answer locked in already. Bubba and Cam, I'll go first today if you want. So my first reaction, I wrote down the name John Harbaugh on my piece of paper because I feel like they played each other a trillion times. And then it occurred to me, Belichick and Brady were in, the, in, in, in a division and there were coaches that lasted a long time in that division. Now, they obviously owned that division. But there's one coach who coached in two different places in that division during that time. And I can remember off the top of my head at least a couple of times that he beat them. So I am going to go with Rex Ryan. I think Rex is the answer to the question. I'm locked in. Bubba. Yeah, I, I, my first thought was the Harbaugh one. I'm just going to stick with John Harbaugh. I think the division one might be the answer, but I'm going John Harbaugh. One vote Rex, one vote Harbaugh. What do you say, Cam? Uh, I was between those two and Dungy, but I don't think they beat them enough in the early 2000s, so I'm also going Harbaugh. Okay, so we got two Harbaugh's, a Rex, and what's Brandon's answer? Uh, Mike Tomlin is, my, uh, is his guess. Oh, Tomlin's not bad. It was there a long time. Okay, not bad. So our answers are locked in. Hembo? The correct answer is Mike Shanahan. Oh, my gosh. Mike Shanahan beat that tandem five times. Rex Ryan and John Harbaugh beat that tandem four times each. I would never have gotten that. Oh, my God. We were pretty close. So Shanahan, I think, beat them in a playoff game, right? Mm -hmm. Like early on. 2005. beat them. Yeah. It's the Ben Watson chase down. I have no recollection. Was was any of that in... Washington, or was it all in Denver? All in Denver, and Jeez. all between 01 and 06. Wow. Yeah, Tough question. You, you sort of forget that was a, a rivalry of sorts. Like, they, they had a little moment in time there between Elway and Peyton where they had Jake Plummer, right? And they won a bunch of games mm-hmm. with him, the, the guy from Arizona State, right? That's I, right. I, I, what a crazy. Okay, very good. That's a good question. So, Cam, what are the standings? Uh, not great. I am ten and eighteen. Bubba is eight and twenty. You are six and twenty-two. Brandon's two and five, and Mark Cuban's own one. You can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. The numbers continue to be just incredibly bleak, and so in my interest in something with some levity, something that is not hand, foot, and mouth disease, which is what Himbo brought up when I asked him for something funny. I'm going to share something funny in a moment. But first, I will share the unfunniest numbers I've ever heard of in my entire life. This is just a never-ending series of statistics that come out of last night's Jets-Chargers game that are as depressing as anything you will ever hear. The Jets last night were 3-for-17 on third down, after being 1-for-14 the previous week. That means they are 4-for-31 on third down in their last two games. That brings down their average. But they are 22% on third downs this year. That is by a wide margin 
the worst in the league. The Browns are second worst at 32%. That's how bad they've been. But it gets much worse. The Jets are the only team in the Super Bowl era to have their defense collect five or more sacks, hold the opponent under 200 yards, not allow any 25-yard plays, and still lose the game by 20 points. They did the impossible last night. Their defense dominated the game, and they got blown out. They got wiped off their own field on a night where their defense dominated. The Jets have eight offensive touchdowns this year. Every team in the NFL, including the Giants, have more. The Jets outgained the Chargers last night by 79 yards and lost by 21 points. They're averaging 16 and a half points per game this season. That's 30th in the league. They're 31st in yards per game. They're 30th in passing yards per game, and they're 30th in yards per play. So in that regard, I guess you have to, on some level, just tip your cap and say the coaches are doing the best they can with what they have, because what they have is terrible. Their offensive line, which is the one thing you cannot afford to have when your quarterback is terrible, is beaten up to shreds. I, I, I almost want to excuse the offensive line because they're so hurt. And they're trying to max protect, and they can't. They can't block anybody. Their offensive line is awful. So whether they find a way to piece together a couple of wins here or there is probably good for morale. But I I feel like I'm changing my perspective on whether Aaron should even be trying to come back to this nonsense. Yeah, I need to add just one more hilarious note to that never-ending list of hilarious notes. This is my favorite one for sure this season for the Jets. So to call them like a a three yards and a cloud of dust offense would be ascribing them far too much credibility because on third and short this season, meaning they need three yards or fewer, the Jets have had 19 chances to pick up a first down, Greeny. How many of those 19 chances do you think that they have converted? Yeah, Troy Aikman was talking about this last night. It's it's going to be a very small number out of 19, like five, (laughs) three. The Jets are 3 of 19 on third and short this season, so that's 16%. No team has ever been under 30% in a season, and the league averages 60%. Yeah. They, no team has ever not gotten three yards as prolifically as the Jets right now are not getting those three yards. What, what, what we must all accept, and then I promise I will move on from this because we've already belabored this far more than it deserves. But what we, and by we I mean is all of the fans... And more importantly, the organization itself. He's not ever going to be an NFL quarterback. If Zach Wilson were released right now, no one would pick him up. No team in the NFL would put him on their roster. Hmm. No team in the NFL would rather have him than their backup. Very few, at at maximum, very few. Certainly no team would bring him in as their starter. He will never start a game for any other franchise in the NFL. So... What they have to recognize, and I feel bad for Robert Sala, I really do, because he's done what he set out to do. He came here, he built an unbelievable defense, his general manager got him some good pieces, and they went out and they talked the quarterback into showing up, and the quarterback got hurt. So my wife is not too happy about the thing that I said last segment. The hand, foot, and mouth disease? Yeah, that whole bit, but she did uh, text me this morning a question about Robert Sala, because she was watching the show, and what she said was, how can a man with so little hair on his head 
have so much dark hair on his face. His beard did what? not look the same last night, What's right? I mean, I can't be on? the only person. The second the camera went to him the first time, I thought, is there just weird lighting? Like, is he standing in a weird spot on the field? Something happened to his beard, right? I mean, I, it I, looks I, like a like a Halloween costume without the hat, right? It like was it, just much, much, much darker. Very I mean, dark. I, I've seen him many times. Mm-hmm. I know what he looks like facially. Um, let's put it this way: it was easier to detect Connor Stallions on the Central <laughs> Michigan sideline than to be certain that was Robert Sala with that beard on the Jet sideline. It was very confusing. All right, there's a lot of ways you can spend time with us here. You can watch our show on the ESPN app. Just click on watch, look for hashtag Greeny, and spend time with us. You can always listen on the ESPN app or Sirius XM Channel 80 in addition to the station you're listening to right now. And if and when you miss any of our show, don't forget you can catch up on both hours in the Greeny podcast. It's available daily wherever you get your podcasts. There are a million other things I want to get to today. There's actually a bunch of very interesting notes from the basketball I want to get to. We have an incredible number out of Kansas City that has nothing to do with the success of the football team. And I'm going to think of something funny if it's the last thing I do. All that and more on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.